L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is the premier independent community development platform working with local creators to produce podcasts and content by the community for the community. To learn more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. The deep, dark depths in a podcast studio located in the heart of Cedar Rapids. There were two nerds sitting in a room, sweating profusely, talking about video games. And they were... Me, Craig Johnson. And me, Jackson Parker. And we are so excited to welcome you to our brand new video game podcast, Gaming to the Generations. Locally produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network, every other Thursday we'll take one game and deep dive into the past, present, and future of that IP. We'll also play fun mini games on the show and fight to the death for our very lives. What now? And fight to the death for our very lives. Fight, fight like the, the death, 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 death? Like a... Like a real... Like a very real... That was actually... That was Logan's one stipulation. It had to be real, visceral, physical death. Huh. Gaming through the generations! New episodes every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. To support our show and creators just like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. Is that it? That's it. I'm getting a nod. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Should we go play Smash? I want to go play Smash. Yeah, 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 let's go play Smash. Let's go play Smash. <laughs> L-A-S. Naomi here. Welcome to another episode of The Ruckus with Naomi Ruckus Rose. Thanks for joining us again. If you're a repeat listener, that means a lot to me. And it also means a lot to me if you're a first time listener too. So hi, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for listening. I'll be in your ear holes for a while. (laughs) Sounds gross. The Ruckus, if you're new here, it's a podcast where we talk about social issues that tend to have like a lot of stigma attached to them or issues that tend to cause like generally (laughs) a lot of fights in the comment section on social media. And we're going to talk about those issues one episode at a time in hopes that we can learn things together and try to be better people, try to be more informed people. None of us are gurus here. I fucking hate gurus. (laughs) We are just people that have an interest in becoming better versions of ourselves and trying to be a little more peaceful when we talk about these issues that usually cause division. And I guess, I guess my hope is just if you're a listener and you're new to some of these topics that you'll at least give um, a new viewpoint a chance. Nothing's, nothing bad is going to happen if you hear us talk about a viewpoint that is not yours. Just be open-minded and see what happens. Okay? Okay, here we go. I am so pleased to have one of my previous bandmates on today's podcast. Actually, episode, I think it was episode two, um, you guys got to hear another one of my bandmates, um, J.D. Byer. The episode where we talked about boundaries. JD and my next guest, Brandon, were actually in the same band with me. That's a whole thing. We're all connected. Anywho, I am excited to talk to Brandon because I was very ex- <laughs> uh, just, I guess, it's taken by surprise because um, I put up this little call out on Facebook, like saying, hey, who wants to talk to me about deconstructing as a Christian? And Brandon's like, oh, I will. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you? I, I did not expect you of all people to answer because Brandon and I both grew up with a very similar background. We were both uber Christians. Um, so that is our topic today. We're going to talk about kind of like what it means to be a deconstruction Christian 
um, people that still kind of like Jesus, but not all the stigma that comes with the word Christianity, I think it's going to be kind of a beefy topic. So here we go. So we're actually recording this very late at night. Um, Brandon lives in you're in California, right? I am. Um, I thought it would be good to start at the very beginning and you tell us um, how and why you first became a Christian in the first place. Because this whole conversation is going to be about, like, um, I think is going to be about our, our um, some people would call it the fall or descent <laughs> or whatever yeah, from Christianity. But I don't think it's as scary as maybe some of these conservative listeners are going to think. Um, we'll, yeah. f- we'll find out because I really don't yeah. know your full story yet. I, I don't. I Brandon's like, hey, do you want like a he messaged me and he was like, hey, do you want like a um, a synopsis or whatever of, of what my story is? I'm like, no, no, no. I want to hear it in real time with everybody else tuning in to the ruckus. So uh, lay it lay it on me. Let's start at the very beginning. Okay, um, so we have to go back to probably 1988, I believe. <laughs> uh, I was probably, it, it was definitely in the summer. It could have been the next year, but I was like two or three years old. Yeah. And it's like one of my first memories. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely like a core memory. If you've ever seen Inside Out. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Love that movie. So uh, my mom was talking to my older sister at our kitchen table on our little farmhouse in Iowa about Jesus and how you can invite him into your heart and, um, you know, basically be saved. And, you know, she did it in a much more beautiful way, at least to a kid's mind. I don't remember everything she said, but. You know, it's basically like Jesus wants to be with you and he can save you. And I think there was definitely something about keep you from going to hell in there. <laughs> I was going to that was going to be yeah. my question. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and, oh, I do. You, do you know my uh, my older sister has three kids and her mm-hmm. youngest one, I think, is three is three now. And he was sitting in the bathtub or something. And he's like, so, mom, what does or why does Jesus need to be in my heart? And Lies is like, well, he'll help you be a nice boy. He'll help you obey. And her little boy was like, well, I'm already a really nice guy. So (laughs) and so I joked with her. I joked with her with the hell thing. I'm like, Lies, you could, Liza, you could always like threaten him with, you know, damnation like they did back when we were little. Oh yeah, Just scare the shit out of a right? little kid. And, scare yeah. him into salvation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and that was the case for most of the people I grew up with. And, Me too. And and it was a lot of a lot of the reason why I was so pious as a young kid is because yep. I was scared of hell. And, yep. Um. So anyway, with that, the rest of that story, she you know she did that, and so she was like leading my sister through you know like some sort of salvation prayer. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm so selfishly minded. I don't remember if my sister did it or not. <laughs> I just remember <laughs> like when they when they were done talking, uh, I just was like, well, I want Jesus in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought very literal, like, you know, this I had a, I thought I had like a log cabin in my body that Jesus was going to like go yeah. inhabit. And uh, like, I mean, I was that young and. And stuff, but it did, it still felt very real to me. Like yep. I, I remember like a feeling when it happened, and I it's still like a really awesome memory for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like growing up, I actually went to like the same church that you did, probably before you did. I think you guys oh. were maybe living somewhere else at that time. I, I think we talked about. I yeah, I. Uh... I'm not going to say the church, but I think I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yep, yep, yep. It was by the golf course. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, so just kind of moving through that. Like, I was too young to kind of really hear anything at church mm-hmm. at that age. But we continued to go to a church that was exactly like it in a different town. Mm-hmm. And kind of grew up there going through Sunday school. And everything was very, like, um, you know very rigid as far as like being a Christian means like, and this, 
you know, maybe the Sunday school teachers weren't this rigid, but this is how I interpret it as a yeah. kid. It was, was there's rules and there's a way to be and that's what Jesus should do in your life. And when you're not doing those things, you're the worst. Yep. <laughs> and you, even though you like, you say that you're a Christian, but if you don't do these things, like, are you? And then like, there was mm-hmm. always this just like terrible fear of hell that was pushed into everything. Yep. And, uh, that was definitely like a driving factor. Um, in my relationship with God was like avoiding hell, make sure everybody else does too. Yep. And if, and if you don't like tell your friends about this, it's might as well be committing murder. Uh, No, I, that sounds (laughs) so dramatic, but I think, I mean, that's everything that you're saying. I feel like, are you reading like my, my whole life story? Because that's exactly what it was like. Like if you, if you don't witness to people, then Mm then you're a horrible person you you are damning your friends to hell and so it's like it becomes like this codependent kind of relationship with with god in a way that like you you are doing these things as a little kid not knowing better but you're doing these things in order to avoid conflict and avoid punishment and avoid hell (laughs) yeah and and the word you keep using is avoid mm-hmm. and like, you know, I guess skipping way ahead and I can keep go back and continue the story. But like, that's been a, a major change in my beliefs now. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not about avoiding yeah. anything really. It's about pursuing for me still spoiler alert, still <laughs> love Jesus. It's, pers- it's pursuing my walk with God and, and trying to be like, what I'm, I'm still trying to learn who Jesus was because I don't speak yeah. Hebrew, so it's re- really hard <laughs> <Right>? or Aramaic. <laughs> so, like, just pursuing like a life that Jesus would live mm-hmm. and like doing it with Him, you know. Yep. And that sounds crazy to people that don't believe in Jesus, and that's okay. Yep. <laughs> um. So, anyway, so like a lot of hell-based stuff growing up, and then <laughs> around, I think I was around 12, like 12, 13, 14 in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my parents and I'll just say my friend, we had a very close family friends that went mm-hmm. to the same church as I did growing up completely. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dad of that family started like getting into like revivals that would like kind of break out around the country. and. Yes. Will you, can I pause? Can I, uh, one thing that I hate about podcasts when I listen to it is like when they use terminology that I'm not familiar with. So I don't think maybe everybody would know what revival means in our um, context. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are going to have different definitions of it, but um, it was just like a a place in the country where um, like signs and wonders were like breaking out is another christianese term that but like uh so like a lot of claims of healing speaking in tongues um like miracles prophecy right yeah miracles prophecy like all the gifts of the spirit and stuff were like manifesting Mm -hmm. in the church and so you know lot in my opinion logically based on like what we were learning in church and pursuing and reading the bible like that stuff's all in there Mm-hmm. And depending on how you interpret it, mm-hmm. um, you believe that it's real. And like as a kid, like, yeah, it's in there. Why, why wouldn't it be real? Right. And so um, so this family started pursuing that. And he was also the worship leader of the church that we went to. And my parents were on the worship team. Mm-hmm. They were rock stars to me. Right. <laughs> so it was, And always at these revival places, you know, for like a young like uh, Christian kid, um, Anywhere where there was music, and obviously I'm a musician, or at least I used to be. You are. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a minute for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was always really interested in, like, going and seeing, like, a live band. And, yeah. like, a lot, of, a lot of times, like, these revivals, you know, would be uh, kind of gospel-based with their music. So, yep. like, there would be, like, some sick, like, improv like improv shredding like (laughs) gospel chord progressions and like Mm -hmm. just like some some like legit musicianship yeah 
And I was always really drawn to that. So we, uh, <laughs> um, so we would go to like Missouri or like Florida or like we'd go on these trips to these, you know, quote unquote revivals. Mm-hmm. And that led to like a change in theology, um, which was just our understanding of how we read the Bible. And because um, they, they would be teaching like a different you know, scent of the gospel, (laughs) you know, and, and it would align with, you know, what we were interested in and what we were seeing and stuff. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, if anybody out there has been to those, like there's some intriguing things that happen for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, a Mm -hmm. lot of charisma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's really, really attracted to certain types of people. Yeah. And, um, So when he brought that back to the church we were going to in another small town, so like everybody knows everybody, and uh, and they basically said like, "Nah, you can't can't be doing that here." Oh, I didn't know that. And and it was and it was because you know he was the worship leader. I don't think he was ever the pastor or whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, and you know a lot of times in between songs like the worship leader will pray or like make some sort of declaration on like what they believe god is doing and stuff like that so that's where the controversy would happen so they they Uh, like the music and they like the stuff the songs were saying but like they didn't like the extra (laughs) theology yeah that was coming with it yep and uh so that guy decided to go to this very charismatic church in the same town Mm mm-hmm and uh became the worship pa- uh actually did become the pastor there and my family followed him and then that's where we kind of got more introduced into like holy spirit stuff and yep. char- charismatic stuff and mm-hmm. flags and banners and tambourines <laughs> and right. just real wild shit you know <laughs> real <laughs> like, wild shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh you know it it honestly, like, when I first went there, I was like, we got to get out of here. This is right? too crazy. And, cause, and, you know, a lot of these people I actually got to know over the years, and um, I've actually told them this and stuff, so if any of them hear it, they won't be surprised. But, like, when I got there, <laughs> they literally, like, scared scared me. Like, oh. I, did, I didn't trust them. I didn't want to be around them. I thought they were mentally ill yep. in, like, a dangerous way. Yep, yep. And some of them, some of them were, actually. Yeah. And, uh, but most of them were like actually really awesome people. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, and then I just kind of started digging into that. And then like a lot of the pastoring that happened there, like it, it isn't intentional in my opinion, but it's very like thinking back on it, it's actually really manipulative. Yeah. Like, uh, so they, they teach, especially like, you know, where we grew up. Um, the way I experienced it was like, you know, manliness was a very important thing. Yeah. And, you know, I was always like a big dude. I played sports and stuff and Mm -hmm. they're like, you're a warrior and blah, blah, (laughs) you know, like all all this, you know, crazy affirmations and stuff like that, that like that kind of stuff just kind of like rolled off my shoulders. But they were always like, you need to like be brave and like stretch yourself and try these things. Mm. And like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Like like challenging my manhood based on like how far I'm willing to like let myself go into spirituality. Yeah. And it worked, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like, uh, I actually, so like the first, and (laughs) this, this is probably another core memory for me. Um, the first time I spoke in tongues, Mm -hmm. totally, totally faked it because (laughs) I was put on, well, yeah, I mean, I was I was put on the spot. Um, oh God! Like the the pa- the pastor at the time, who's not the pastor there anymore for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I think happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, he basically was just like, okay, and they, we were having like a little revival meeting. Yep. So like trying to conjure spirits. Right. I'm just uh, <laughs> I mean, kinda. To, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, it it is a little bit of what is happening there, yeah. and so it's just a really charismatic environment. He's like, okay, so we believe in the gift of tongues here. So if, and we believe that every Christian can speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. So raise your hand if you've never spoken in tongues. And I was like, I'm not scared. So I rose, my, I raised my hand. Yep. Sorry, I'm a little stuffy. I That's keep all right. To hold back a loogie. That's all right. Um, we can edit it out. <laughs> 
No, I, I don't care. I just wanted you to know. Um, <laughs> we and, could take uh, a spit break at the commercial. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I raised my hand so that and he's mm-hmm. like, okay, everybody come up front. You're all going to speak in tongues. Holy and so shit. He, so, yeah, it was wild. Um, and so I was like, okay. And like at this point, I since it's a small town and stuff and like there's like a certain feeling of like uh, importance that comes over you when you start to like know the leaders at a church. Yep. And like feel like you're in on the in crowd and yep. stuff like that. And at, the, and at this point I felt that even though I was probably like 13 or 14, but like. I got a lot of attention because I played bass and mm-hmm. I was like a young dude that was excited about Jesus. So yeah, I got I got a lot of attention from like the leaders and yeah. my family knew the worship leader and he was on staff and mm-hmm. so we were just kind of in. So I I wasn't scared. Yep. Um. So I was like, okay, like I and I really believed that you know tongues was possible and everything. So I was just like. Okay, I'm going to go up there and, you know, I just believe this is going to happen. And then, like, the way that they, this church was teaching, uh, speaking in tongues, just like, just start saying stuff. <laughs> just, oh. Oh. Yeah, just, just, just start making noises with your mouth and, you know, it'll come. Like, God will take over kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, uh, I was just like, okay, you know, like my dad's been speaking gibberish to me my whole life to like make me, make, make me laugh and stuff right? like that. So I'm like, oh, I can, I can do this for sure. Oh my gosh. And then, and then, so I, I was like thinking about it, but I was like, I want this to be real. So yeah. like, I didn't like try to like conjure anything up, but they're like, you can't make any noise unless you move your tongue, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that makes sense. And so just as the time where I was going to try to like, do something yeah my pastor sticks the microphone in front of my face like to like <gasps> put it put it through the speakers oh my god and gosh. uh and i felt the pressure and yep. i faked it because like yep. more for hit more for well definitely a hundred percent for his sake like for right. the social awkwardness not to put him on the spot yeah and then as soon as i did it it was i was just filled with instant regret yeah and and I like vowed internally, which they say you should never do, <laughs> um, to never fake anything ever again. Yeah. Like, what was period. that? What was that guilt that you thought though? Was it like of your like, oh, I lied to myself, or did you know that? Oh, God's watching me; He knows it's fake. Like, what? What was that guilt oh, made of? You know, I think it was mostly just like that, like because. Character's always been really important to me too, because that yeah. is a good thing that you learn <laughs> right. growing up in a in a church yep. environment. Um, so it was more about that, like having mm-hmm. good character and not being truthful in that moment. Right. And that's what felt so slimy. Like I didn't feel like I was damned by God. Like luckily for me, I've never felt like <laughs> except except for around sex. Sure. Which we can talk we can talk about that later if you want to or not. But like except for around sex, I never felt like God was like extremely disappointed in me. Yep. <laughs> like uh yep. so like with things like that, I always knew that like if I got right, like and was humble, like mm-hmm. there like God well basically I just always knew God was gonna love me no matter what. Yep. And that's not the case for most christians i think yeah but maybe i'm projecting but the people that i talk to a lot of times are just really scared about like god is gonna yeah kill you like i feel like a lot of christians believe in zeus instead of jesus yes and i think the world thinks a lot a lot of people i talk to anyway i don't want to generalize very much even though i do it all the time (laughs) right um no, that anyway i feel like that's a really good a really good point like a lot of us like started our Christian journey with like a Zeus character in mind that, you know, he's going to, if we don't follow this set of protocol, we're going to hell. He's, he's going to hate us. If we don't follow everything by the book, he's going to punish us. And, um, Mm. that, yeah, that's not, that's kind of opposite of what Jesus came to do, you know? Um, we, I, and I know there's the Old Testament God, you know, who is kind of depict as a scary, you know, kill all the firstborn babies kind of a God, you know, yeah. and we, we don't have to get into all the 
theology because I'm certainly not even uh, fit to talk about some of that stuff. But it is right. true. Like it, it like this all loving God who you're supposed to model your life after is is actually in their definition someone who is going to like fuck you up if you fuck up you know <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like and i i don't know where that comes from but it's not like from my understanding that's not how like early christians read the bible i don't or, like i don't think the ones that, that wrote it i don't think they believe that either yeah <laughs> so yeah so I, I don't know if this is the right time to ask it, um, but I'm anxious to know when when did you kind of like when were the let's use Christian talk when were the seeds of doubt sown in your heart like mm. basically that means to everybody else when did you start to question all this was there a point or was it kind of this like progression oh, it was definitely a progression and. It's been there my whole life. Like, I was definitely, like, the annoying kid asking questions to all the leaders in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, you know, mom, dad, probably your mom and dad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, you know, that friend I keep talking about, it's mom and dad, like my pastors and stuff like that. Just asking questions like well, what about this and what about that? And mm-hmm. then a lot of a lot of times the answer was more or less just like, well, the like cliche that I've heard a lot is just like, he said it, I believe it, <laughs> like it's true. Yeah. And then no understanding for context, no desire to understand context. Right. Uh, I didn't even know what context was. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know like... You know, as a kid, you don't realize that, like, ancient Jews and, like, first century Christians didn't even, like, compute the world in, like, it's not even, the, like, the same realm, no, really. No, it's I not. Mean, it just, like, yeah, they didn't know you could put rockets on the moon. Right. And stuff like that. <laughs> right. And, like, they, they couldn't communicate. They couldn't communicate scientifically the way that we can. Right. And stuff like that. So, it's just, like... And then understanding that that doesn't, for me anyway, like understanding that that doesn't take away from like the beauty and in my opinion, like the truthfulness of it, it's just like Mm -hmm. a totally different art form that's still true. Like it's, and like, yeah, it's, it's like for me anyway, it's art that's true. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know how to explain that any other way. And I, I'm okay with that, I guess, yep. if you're okay with that. No, it kind of, um, I don't ha- I don't need to get into my story. This is not, this is not the episode for my uh, story with all of this topic, but I kind of, um, I kind of remember this point in time where I um, admitted that I was questioning everything. Um, I was not like you in the fact where I would, I would question authority with like, rules and boundaries but like i feel like most of the time i was too chicken shit to question anything like bible related because i i knew what answer i was gonna get already you know like i don't know no but the god or bible says this and god says this and it's not for us to understand and that always just like pissed me off because i'm like (laughs) i don't like (laughs) non-answers like give me something to chew on but then when i kind of uh when I kind of admitted to myself that I was questioning things, that's when that's when God got a whole lot bigger for me. And like mm-hmm. it became a little more like my heart became a little more is reverent the right word? Like a little more like I appreciated and slowed down and like started to question because I wanted a more pure um authentic authentic relationship (laughs) if you want to call it a relationship i wanted it to be yeah i wanted it to be authentic and pure and and reflect who i was as a person instead of what the church has made me you know and that i'll just put a a stop to that little sentence right there because i could go on forever i i think questioning like did it did it feel like that to, to this to you like did it feel kind of like you were just the fact that you were questioning was kind of like you were sinning. 
Uh, I I get there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that like I I get to places all the time now where I'm like, you know, because I went to like ministry school for like four years, mm-hmm. and like I you know so I invested a lot of time and money. Mm-hmm. I like went completely broke going to ministry school. Yeah, <laughs> and and. Uh, like bad and um like when i and so like while i the reason i brought that up is like i learned to like really rely and like believe and have faith in god yeah to not not necessarily solve all my problems but like give me the strength to solve my problems and i still think that's essentially true Mm mm-hmm um, but I, I like th- when things get bad, like we were talking about before we started recording, like when that dread yeah, <laughs> like sets in and, you know, like there are definitely moments where I'm just like blank, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just like, I, I feel like I'm like, am I talking to myself or like, I, I won't have any faith or, or he's just not there. Like I, yeah. in my mind, I'm just like, I don't know if I actually believe right now. Yeah. Um, and they are very small moments and like i've actually gotten to the point in my faith to where it's like i'm not afraid to let those moments sit yep cuz i still don't believe he's going to leave me you know yep. and i think he's there even through those like i wish i could like draw a picture and i'm a terrible artist <laughs> but like just like a line is like that is me <laughs> I'm I'm the line and then the line just stops mm-hmm. and like a dash, you know, and then it just keeps going yep. after that. And like God's just there through it the whole time. He's in that blank space. I, yeah, even like well he's in the whole space yep. for me, but like I don't have to be there for him to be there for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh and I, I don't have to even say that sentence or like I've just been able to like I don't need to find comfort in like the church or like other believers or like any of that stuff and I don't denounce like the need for community or anything like that I still think that's important too sure. but like I'm not reliant on other people's like ability to be a good Christian for me to um like me and my walk with God I, yeah. I don't like so if like some other like if Joel Osteen loses mine and becomes a serial killer like other than that being a terrible situation actually wouldn't surprise me that much right. uh, but uh like you know it'd be bad for the people involved yes it wouldn't have it wouldn't affect my relationship with god to see like a prominent religious figure mm-hmm. fall and it's happened all the time mm-hmm. and some people lose their faith over that sort of thing but yeah i finally got to the place to where i'm like completely comfortable with like my pursuit and my journey. And yes. I'm okay. I'm okay with my doubt. I think God's okay with it too. Yeah. And I guess that's where I'm at. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a parent myself, but you know how, like, I think it says in the Bible that like, um, everything on earth is a reflection of what is above or something like that. I don't know. Like, um, like, yeah. And then there's this phrase, you know, like God gives us children so we can understand his love for us or whatever, which I don't think is the only way to experience true love. But that's another episode. Yeah. You have no idea. I I haven't the slightest idea, but you're damned. (laughs) I am damned. (laughs) (laughs) But I am imagining I would venture to guess that your two children, you're going to love them with your whole entire heart even if they don't give a shit about you one day or like like Uh, during the day like if they're just a piece of shit and they're terrible kids and they're just driving you nuts and they're just being horrible little brats you still you still have love for them right like they don't have to show up and be their best selves in order for you as a father to love them and if that is a really if this if our relationships here on earth are in some way a reflection of people's walk with God. Um, I think you were you were right with your whole line and then break and then line analogy. Like you don't have to show up, you know. Like if you really do believe that your faith is true in what you worship, then 
then there's room for you to doubt. There's room for you to be a real person. There's room to use the brain that God gave you, right? It's not it's not a it's not a death sentence. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not a life sentence. It's just yeah, it's, it's just reality. Yeah, and I'm I'm living the way that I was created. Yeah. Know? Like <laughs> it's it's just like it's not a surprise and mm-hmm. like I'm <sighs> I, I didn't expect this conversation to take this turn, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I, in order to answer your question about my kids and stuff, like, yeah, I would love them no matter what, even if they stop believing in me. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like if they one day are just like, you're not real. Right. Like, yeah. It's just, uh, it's not going to change how I feel about them yeah. at all, except for like, might get them checked for like dementia or something. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's just, and that I, I think that's like one of the healthiest ways to um, view God. And that's a lot, that's really hard for a lot of people because mm-hmm. not everybody was privileged enough to have good dads. No, that's, you know? yeah, they don't have that model. Yeah. And we're, yeah. both or, of us are fortunate. Or good, or good moms or just yep. like a good parental figure that loves them right. unconditionally. And that's not true for every kid out there. And that is really hard. God, right? Triumph. Inspiration. Tragedy. You could pick one word to describe your life as it stands right now. What is it? I'm Alex Schulte, the host of One Word Stories, a free-to-listen interview podcast where the guest and I take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. Every episode, I'll be interviewing local people from every corner of our beautiful community about where they are now, and then we'll take a trip to the past and find out how we got here. After every episode, there will be a post-show where the guests and I play games and unwind at the end of a recording. The One Word Stories post-show is exclusive to LAS Plus subscribers. To subscribe and get access to ad-free episodes, bonus content to all LAS podcasts, discounts at live shows, access to exclusive merch, and much more, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Do you know someone that has a story that needs to be told? Please contact me. Fill out the contact form on the One Word Stories show page at laspodcastnetwork.com slash onewordstories. This show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You can find new episodes of One Word Stories for free every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. One Word Stories. What's your word? L-A-S. Hey, I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. You're supposed to say that you're Tim. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. (laughs) We're the hosts of a brand new podcast called From One Dad to Another. Each week we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash laspodcastnetwork. And if you don't, I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. L-A-S. So I, okay, so I have another, I have another question that maybe, um, I don't want to reveal too much about other people (laughs) since we're just talking about ourselves, (laughs) but I, I know for myself when I started to kind of start questioning and, and for my own viewpoints and kind of go against the grain of what a conservative Christian believes and stands for, I got a lot of, a lot of hate, (laughs) from Jesus loving people, uh, wink, wink, Mm -hmm. Jesus loving people, you know, um, 
I I lost a handful of friends that I'm now thankful that I've lost because their true colors have shown. Um, mm. I I had some difficult conversations with my family, and um, so like there was some damage control, I guess, in my situation when I decided that I'm going to go on my own path with this whole religion thing. Do you do you have a similar experience or was this kind of you don't give a not that you don't give a shit about what people think, but like were you just yeah, yeah. in your lane, you know? Um, you know, again, this is like a really nice thing about my situation and everything like uh my my family has always been really willing to be open about mm-hmm. this sort of thing and like my family's been through a lot of like shit together. Yeah. Um, and like, it's kind of, you know, all the stuff that happened, I wish, you know, didn't happen, but like Mm -hmm. we're all over the country, but we've been like kind of held together through a lot of just crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I don't like some of it's mine, you know, we all played our part in it and stuff, but like it's forced us to kind of just be like vulnerable with each other Mm -hmm. and talk about stuff. And like, um, you know, my, my sister, my younger sister is still like in ministry and we talk about things and we have a lot of the same beliefs and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, we're just not scared to talk about it because we know it's there. Yep. And like, we've seen each other's asses. Yeah. (laughs) And so we're not, we're not like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just really thankful for that part of like what I have with my family. And, and honestly, I I haven't had this long of a conversation about where I am with like people that I grew up with or Mm -hmm. like knew me from, you know, being on the worship teams and stuff like that. Yeah. Yet really. Um, so like basically just like my wife and I talking about stuff Yeah. and you know, and her and I are still like really close as far as like what we believe in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, I don't want to speak for her, but like she's still very much a Christian and yeah, um, and like I love her for it. It's amazing. It encourages me. Yeah, and she she's like a good one. You know, <laughs> right? Um, that, but, <laughs> that's kind of a good um, a good next little point to bring up. Like I I would kind of. <laughs> I, would, I don't classify myself as Christian just because of what society has made that word mean. But mm-hmm. if I had to say it, you know, I am a, a Christian because I see what Christ did in the Bible and whether it's real or not, I don't fucking care, really. I yeah. I think it was cool. And I think he lived a good life and I think he was good to other people. And I don't think he cared about a lot, a lot of the shit that the church cares about. I don't think he gives two shits about most of the stuff the the church cares about. But so I would say that maybe, yes, maybe I'm still a Christian, but one of the good ones. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But it depends on who, what side you're on to say, like, who, who says who is the good one, you know, like, well, for sure. Yeah. And like. That's actually a topic I'd love to talk about too, but um, I'm sure there's plenty of people that hopefully, you know, hopefully tons of people, you know, listen to your podcast. Hopefully. Um, and I, and if, and if there's, you know, some more conservative Christians out there, I guarantee they're probably like, well, yeah, neither one of them are Christians. Right. We're not the good ones. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or we're just not in the club anymore yeah. as far as they're concerned. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, yep. I don't need their judgment you know like they can have it i just don't i'm not concerned with it doesn't have any bearing on my soul we'll put it that way yes and that's another thing when i when i left the church that's another thing that i didn't expect to have happen like i experienced a ton of judgment from people but it no Mm. longer bothered me i mean i was kind of irritated i'm like come on like the audacity of you, you know, being such a dick to me right now as, you know, a Jesus, Jesus lover or whatever. But like it it didn't cling to me. It was like water off a duck's back, you know, like I was aware of it, but it doesn't hurt me anymore because what I have now in my heart is something that is completely separate from the people. It's completely separate from a building. It's completely separate from a religion. It's just I don't even know 
if it's real or not, you know, and I feel like I've got the balls to say that now and I don't care because I guarantee you that if you got down deep, 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 deep into a lot of these Christians lives or like their mind, they would be questioning it too. They are questioning it too. I don't, I think anybody that believes anything with 100% certainty is kind of a fool. Because well, or, or, a or is a psychopath. <sighs> yeah, like a like a legitimate like they need to get help. Yeah, psychopath. <laughs> I feel like that way with politics. This is yeah. a bunny trail with politics too. I feel like if you one hundred percent always believe what your party says, yeah, you need to get your head checked. Because yeah. anybody that that's why I, I said this at the beginning of the episode when I was recording my little intro. I hate gurus. I fucking hate gurus because like anybody that is so 100% sure of themselves all of the time, I don't trust it. I don't trust them because yeah. I I mean, I know a lot about my own life experience and that's about it. And I used to be so sure, so sure about my faith and well, now I'm not at all. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm yeah, going to shut up. <laughs> well, think about like, just we'll do a little role play here just in our imaginations. Okay. Like if you and I were in Regal still. That's our that right? was our old band together, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sick name. Right. Thank <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think there's actually a band I actually looked it up to see if anybody put our old stuff like on any streaming oh, services and there's there's another band called Regal. <gasps> Bastards. Right. No, but but uh <laughs> but um and I, Anyway, but like, so if we were still in there and then we were having this conversation and like somebody put it in like Charisma Magazine or something like that. (laughs) And then like our little 14 year old or how, I I don't remember how old we were, um, our little high schooler brains like heard, heard our future selves talking like this. Yes. Dude, we would be like damning us i would be so ashamed of myself yeah yeah. i mean we would we would be trying to make some serious changes and like spending a lot of time in yeah (laughs) right yeah and like i mean i'm like my my faith is stronger than it's ever been because it's actually real yeah now yeah (laughs) and uh like my little and i want to have compassion for my younger self too like i struggle with that Oh yeah, me too, like big time. But like yeah. trying to have compassion for I'm trying not to cringe at my younger self because mm-hmm. spent a lot of time harvesting my regrets. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it that way. And I just want to I want to have compassion for that person and like yeah. cuz if if it was another kid, like I would have a ton of empathy for them. Right. And like I'm I'm trying to learn how to do that for myself. That was the thing that my sister Micah, she was on an episode uh, with me earlier um, where she was talking about, I, I think we were kind of talking about along the same lines as this. Like there's a lot of cringy things in, in our past. That's kind of why I'm doing this podcast is because I have such different views and I'm so ashamed of some of the views that I used to have that I kind of want to like, mm. I don't know, make up for it in a way. But anyway, Micah, my sister, was saying that, you know, we we had the tools. We used the tools that we had when we had them. Like, back then, like, you and I had these conservative Christian tools, and that was all that was given to us. And the world, at least in my brain, was a lot smaller than it is now. We didn't have social media when you and I grew up. Like, we didn't right. have Google. Like, I remember in, in junior high when my teacher was like, hey, look at this new, it's called a search engine. It's called Ask Jeeves. You can literally type a question <laughs> and it answers. And my mind was blown. You know, but like, oh, yeah. we, I don't feel like we had the access to all the, like, all the different studies and all the different viewpoints that we did back then. And so all we had were pastors and youth seminars and all we had were were in the bible in front of us that was being interpreted by at least in my case by a pastor for me you know there wasn't even room for my own interpretation and so yeah i i i was kind of a really judgmental shitty person back then 
and I was under the impression that I was waving the Jesus flag. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's cringy to look back, but that's, that's the only thing I was exposed to back then. And now yeah. I have a choice of what I want to be exposed to. And I'm trying to make conscious decisions now about what I choose to be exposed to. I don't know. Does that, did any of that make sense? I feel like it's a ramble. No, it, it, <laughs> no, it did. It, it like tied it into the trying to have compassion for yeah. yourself or other people that might be going through that right now. Yeah. Cause, cause like, uh, what I've noticed with the like woke culture or whatever, mm -hmm. like the pendulum swings so far on some of that stuff. Yep. Like, you know, maybe people like you and I grew up want to swing over and like make up for every wrong thing that we've ever done. Yeah. And, uh, and then maybe other people are motivated by like real persecution. <laughs> yeah. And, like stuff like that, like legitimate, like reasons why they're so upset. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed is a lot of that culture is actually reminding me of like the church I grew up in. It's just mm -hmm. like, there's a different God. Yeah. You know? There was another TikToker online that that kind of said it way more eloquently than I'm trying to say. It's it's like, um, you think I was like hard to argue with when I was a conservative Christian. Like, wait till you see what I'm like as an ex-Christian. Like, I, now I have all this knowledge of the Bible and the world. Like, I'm a force to be reckoned with now. But like, if we don't like check ourselves, like, yeah. Check, your, Check heart. your heart, man. And, and and what God are you serving? Everybody serves a God. They don't, maybe not, they don't, yeah. it's not, maybe not a, a, a holy entity or whatever, but everybody has a God. Yeah. It's, it's your social mm -hmm. media account or it's your job or it's your, your wife or it's your dog. Like it doesn't matter like what your, um, what your path is. Like everybody has like this inflated sense of, I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people have this inflated sense of like um, uh, dedication to a cause, you know, whether that's family or your job or your religion or something. And when we set ourselves in those camps, when we set ourselves up to have an identity with something, political parties, religion, whatever, we can very quickly fall into that judgmental um gap again instead of like yeah. practicing empathy which is a practice it's like yeah. uh i have to i have to explain what empathy is every single podcast it's you know it's the act of trying to understand where someone is coming from whether you believe their viewpoint or not you know and doing that now as an ex-christian having compassion and empathy for people who are still very conservative Christian spouting their toxicities, in my opinion. God, that's hard. That's hard for me to be nice. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> nice a lot of the times. I, I had to just kind of stop posting because I was just like getting in these battles. Yeah. And, and I, I, one, just don't have time right. for that. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> um, the factor there. And I know that's a very basic white dude thing to say, but I... <laughs> Like in the circumstance that I'm in right now, I actually don't. Yep. Um, but uh, I realize I'm like, I'm being a dick. You know, <laughs> like I, I'm not. I'm not being like I'm trying to say you're a dick, right? And and I'm definitely being a dick. And I don't want to. I don't want to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I. I actually. So I actually just like stopped. I still like. I'm active on social media. Like I read stuff, but like it's very rare. Every once in a while I'll like something, yep. you know, uh, but I'll like, you know, watch stuff. I'll read stuff. And I, cause I just kind of want to check the temperature of like what other people are going through. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of disengage from that because I don't, I don't like to interact with people that way anymore. Yeah. I wonder if you um if you might share like why why you think it is necessary or in my case vital to kind of shake off most of what christianity was to us and become this new version because i feel like there i i mentioned this again and 
in a different episode, but this woman on TikTok said it really brilliantly that, you know, this revolution (laughs) that us ex-Christians are part of, like, this is actually what our parents were praying for. I don't know if your parents prayed over you, but my mine did and my youth pastors did saying, you know, like, God, like, I, I, I pray that Naomi becomes like a voice to her generation. I pray that she carries the banner basically i pray that she brings so many people to to know who you are and and you know like it's going to be this new revival and here we are in our 30s um i feel like i am in that revival i think i i feel like i am devoted to showing actually christ's as best as i can christ's love to people who are shunned by the church you know i feel like i'm doing the work that i was prayed over (laughs) to do it might not look like what they prayed for they might be appalled at what i'm doing now but like i know in my heart that i'm loving more people nowadays i know that i'm um more empathetic towards people of all different sorts of walks of life these days you know and so that's my like why that's my why do I feel like it's important to shake off the old Christianity views and become a new version of whatever I want that to look like. Um, and I don't feel like that's sacrilegious or blasphemy, you know. I feel like that's finally a pure place of my heart. I feel like it's my own fruit that's being um, shown or bared, bared to the world. Bo- bo- I'm bearing my own fruit these days, you know. That's what I'm trying to say. So... Do you, do you have like a why? Like, why is that important to you? Or is it just an uh, an internal personal thing? I think right now um, it is more like just, you know, like you said, the word vital, I think probably for a personal reason for you. And it's a, it's a good word because it's like life or death kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So for me, that's, it's more just personal right now. It's just like, I, I have to you know, talk about these things and process them, uh, just for my own sanity. Yep. Um, cause like, uh, you know, you, you said JD's episode was about boundaries mm-hmm. and I actually purposefully didn't listen to any of them cause I just <laughs> wanted to s- kind of see how it went. I didn't want to be like influenced, you know? Yep. <laughs> uh, and, uh, um, especially with JD cause we were such good friends growing up and everything. Yeah. We're, st- we're still good friends. We just, yeah it's been a while yeah that's all right <laughs> and uh yep. I, I do think it's important for everyone that grew up like wh- wherever you're at in your journey um whether you're like still exactly where you were when you grew up or feel like you're completely faithless now or whatever but just like spend some time with it and mm-hmm. like find out like authentically where you're at and like you can say it out loud and yeah. write or or write it down or both, but just yeah. like you got to process that, otherwise you are living a lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think that that is why you have to address these things, like honestly, and mm-hmm. not because if you're not doing that, it's because of fear, and you know, there's a bunch of shit in the Bible about fear and not doing stuff out right. of fear you know so it's just like Isn't that kind just, of ironic <laughs> just, just just be free um to explore where you're actually at uh and like it's gonna be okay <laughs> like yeah. um like if you're worried about god forsaking you or whatever like he's he's not and if you yep. don't believe in god anymore like you know s- still spend that time just being like how did i get here yeah. Um, because you could, like, you could be lying to yourself now, too. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing there's a lot of people that just can't do any of that mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So just just do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just just process the shit you got to process. Yep. And, and just get to where you can function. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, you're just going to be miserable and stuff. But just... I, I think it's really important for everybody to like not feel any guilt or shame or yeah. anything. And if people in your life are doing that to you right now, like get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, 
you don't have to like uh, denounce your family or anything like that, but just get some space to where you can actually be yourself. Normally I have like a transition in the podcast that brings us to like the homework section where I Mm -hmm. ask like, what are some tangible things that we could give the audience to like practice or whatever? But like, I think, I think you kind of just like tied it up in a bow right there, you know, like, um, you got to reckon with yourself no matter what you believe or don't believe sometime in your life. You know, I'm not here. I'm, I'm this, the point of this on my end, I'm not going to speak for you, but from my end, I'm not here to convert anybody to God or to even my definition of Christianity. Like I, I would, I would take what you said and, and yeah, apply it to just in a very, very secular sense as well like we were all conditioned from childhood to believe something or to have certain values or certain ways of believing um or certain uh viewpoints on society or or you know um viewpoints of like homosexuality or viewpoints on abortion or viewpoints on any of these hot topics that come up we we were all kind of i think we were all kind of born into a viewpoint that was handed to us and we have to if you haven't come to the point where you've just like tried to throw it all away and reconstruct what you believe yourself without any external influences, which is impossible to do. Let's just be real. But if you put your best effort forward to try to get rid of outside influences and just like reckon with yourself, man, um, it it's eye-opening and it's kind of scary and you kind of lose your identity for a while. Speaking of myself, you might lose your identity for a while and you might create this new one. But I kind of think that if you put in the work, you might come out you might come out on the other side a little more at peace. At least I did. I have this peace now in my faith. Um, even though I don't know what it is <laughs> right now. There's that peace there because I know that I'm being finally authentic in my floundering in my wandering i'm not scared of being damned because i question um it's kind of nice i don't i don't know where i'm gonna go or night when i die i don't know if my prayers actually make it to heaven um but i don't care if i know you know <laughs> and i think it's um, I think it's freeing to just like be honest with yourself, even if it's scary. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to be. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, otherwise you're just kind of playing pretend. Yeah. And that's just not cool with me. No, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I suck at faking things. <laughs> so at least this is, this is the real me for right now. I don't know who I'm going to be in a year. I hope I yeah. hope I'm different for the better. Yeah, just just don't look back and cringe. Yes, <laughs> right. If we can just be better at forgiving our old selves, yeah. or hell, some of us maybe our past versions were better than our present versions, you know. But that's an important oh, yeah. thing to ask why about too, you know. Ask why you can create a new version of yourself right now if you want to. I mean, it might take a lot of crying and sweat and tears and counseling and therapy or whatever but do it you gotta do it i i think we should wrap it up i'm i'm gonna say thanks for listening everybody and i want to say thanks to our guest brandon for joining us we recorded this really late at night so we could make our we live in two different time zones so we made it work we accomplished the task I hope um, I hope you got something out of the episode. Um, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to become a super supporter of the LAS Podcast Network, I would love it if you could go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus, P-L-U-S, to learn about all the benefits that you can get from supporting this local network. 
Um, as I said in previous episodes too, if you want to have a really easy impact for the good, go to um, wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a five-star rating and leave us a comment. If you have negative things to say, I would prefer if you would just message me privately and chew me out. But let's help feed the algorithm for people to um, find the ruckus and all the other LAS podcasts um, by giving them five-star reviews. Thank you, Brandon Bernhard, for being here and talking through this long, um, hard conversation with me. Um, Maybe we can do it again soon sometime. Sounds fun. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I love you all. Some more than others. LAS Podcast Network is the premier independent community development platform working with local creators to produce podcasts and content by the community for the community. To learn more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.